Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help keep you encouraged to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and as per usual, I count it a blessing and an honor to be here with all of you on this episode number 206 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus and we are back and we are rounding out our Mind Renewal series. So why don't you go ahead and take this time to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend Encourages You is coming to you with Think Quick. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. All right, everybody. So as mentioned in the introduction, we are back. We thank God for a little bit of a holiday, as they say, across the pond and uh, being able to relax. And I'm glad to be here with all of you. And I want to get back into our what I like to call unintentional series. Uh, The thing with God is, is that what we deem unintentional or random is what God does uh, on purpose. And the last couple of podcasts that we did, uh, we talked about the runaway imagination and the overthinker. So this week, what I'd like to talk about is the underthinker, the quick thinker or the hasty thinker. So those are all synonyms for the same thing. So many of us, including myself, has been this individual. At the first sign of seeing or hearing something, we immediately jump to a conclusion and often speak without having all the quote facts and evidence, unquote. Here are some examples A co-worker says a cheery good morning to you. Immediately you think, what does she want? I bet she needs me to cover her break. Well, I'm not doing that today. And in response to the good morning, you blurt out, morning, I cannot cover the desk this morning. I have a meeting. Her face falls and she says sadly, my break is covered. I was just saying hi. Another example, someone at church does not greet you as they normally do with the excitement and exuberance that typically comes with their hello or praise the Lord. And you think to yourself, hmm, 
They must be upset with me because I wasn't at the church picnic last Saturday. Right after that, your mood is altered to the point where you stop speaking to the individual for the next few Sundays. What was the whole story really? At the time that the person saw you, they were in a deep thought about a serious family decision that needed an immediate answer. They meant no harm. Rather, at that time, they just needed some prayer and encouragement. Something else that can happen. It's Saturday evening and a neighbor who can be very long-winded starts walking towards your car as soon as you pull into your driveway. You quickly think about an escape route and call a family member or friend to start another conversation on your phone. And as you exit the vehicle, you smile at the neighbor and point to your phone as you're making your way to your doorstep. The neighbor waves and walks away and sends you a text a little later on saying that uh, they just wanted to attend your church on Sunday and they were stopping by to get the address of the church. Maybe next time, the person says. Next time never happens. This is sobering, right, BCU family? You know, hasty thoughts lead to hasty conclusions, and of course, those lead to hasty actions. And the Bible just takes, uh, there's so many verses that talk about doing things in haste the wrong way. So we really need to get an understanding of what haste is and what God has to say about it. So let's start with a just a, de- a definition from the dictionary about what haste means. Defined, haste means swiftness of motion, speed, urgent need of quick action, in a hurry or in a rush. And my favorite definition, unnecessarily quick action, thoughtless, rash, or undue speed. And that last definition, unnecessarily quick action, thoughtless, rash or undue speed is where we're going to focus as we take the word hasty to the word of God. Let's go to Judges chapter 11. So Judges chapter 11 BCU family is a wonderful story that really brings home uh, why we shouldn't be so hasty to speak. So In your private time with the Lord, when you've got some time to take a look at this chapter and study it thoroughly, I would really recommend that you read it in its entirety. Now, for the sake of time here today, I am just going to give you a synopsis of what happened. So Judges chapter 11 tells the story of Jephthah, who was a mighty warrior. The Lord really blessed him to just win wars, so to speak. And uh, the Israelites called on Jephthah to help them win a war against the Ammonites. Now, what I loved about Jephthah was he tried to avoid this war altogether by going to the king. The king didn't want to hear anything about it. So now a war has to happen. Now, Jephthah made a vow or a promise to God saying, if you give the Ammonites into my hands, whatever comes out of the door of my house to meet me when I return in triumph from the Ammonites, will be the Lord's and I will sacrifice it as a burnt offering. 
and that's in Judges chapter 11, verses 30 to 31. Now, um, the chapter goes on to say that Jephthah then defeated the Ammonites and returned home to Mitzvah, and that's in Judges, again, chapter 11, verses 32 to 34. Now, when Jephthah arrived home, his daughter, his one and only child, was the first thing to come out of his house. And I am thinking, BCU family, that Jephthah probably thought some sort of animal was going to come out of the house first because when he saw his daughter, he obviously remembered his vow and he tore his clothes in mourning. And then he had to tell his daughter of his promise. Now, his daughter was gracious and accepted the consequences of her dad's hasty decision. And what she requested was that she needed two months to mourn her virginity in the mountains. And um, then she would just follow through with whatever Jephthah told God because she said, you cannot break your promise to the Lord. So he allowed her that two months. And the Bible goes on to say that it became a custom for the daughters of Israel to mourn this event for four days each year. And you'll find that uh, toward the end of Judges uh, chapter 11, verses 39 and 40. So uh, it's unclear, BCU family, uh, what that sacrifice meant. Now, Jephthah said a burnt offering and typically when an offering was burnt, someone or something, an animal uh, obviously was put on the altar. Uh, some say that's what it was and she had to be killed. Others say that she just had to remain um, a, a virgin and be celibate and not be married. Uh, we're not here to debate those points. The point here is of the story is that Jephthah made a promise to God and he had to follow through with it. And it was a hasty, not thought out promise that he made something that was unnecessary. It was quick action. It was rash and it had undue speed. And in our quick thinking, it leads to quick actions, which may not always have favorable consequences. So um, we need to think about that because many of us, and it would be myself included, may be living out some consequences from quick thinking and quick actions. And while it's true we can't go back and change what we said or did, we can't ask God for the grace to walk out our decisions, right? So we can do that and God will take us through it. Now, additionally, and what God would really like us to do is to avoid repeating the same lessons by applying Jephthah's story to our lives and also taking into our hearts some additional scriptures. So let's take a look at some other scriptures that warn us about that quick thinking, which leads to quick speech. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 14, verse number 29. And it reads, he that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalts folly. Now, Proverbs 18 and 13 says, he that answers a matter before he hears it, it is a folly and a shame unto him. Now, folly is the key word here. And of course, uh, we want to make sure that we're not hasty in our answering and in our thinking. But folly is defined as lacking good sense, wickedness, 
or someone who lacks the proper fear or respect of God. Now, when you think about the definition of folly, BCU family, and that those who are hasty of spirit or those that answer before hearing the entire story, this means that you don't respect God, you don't have proper fear or you're wicked. That right there is enough to sober us up to say, I need to make sure that I think before I speak. Let's go a little bit further to Proverbs chapter 29, verse number 20. See thou a man who is hasty in his words. There is more hope of a fool than for him. Now, in doing some research, I came across what's called the pulpit commentary. And it says, That the dull, stupid man, and this is mankind, so this can apply to male or female, and the word for for fool is kiesel, may be instructed and guided and made to listen to reason. So the fool can actually be guided, but the hasty and ill-advised speaker consults no one, takes no thought before he or she speaks, nor reflects on the effect of his or her words. For such a person, it is almost impossible to reform them. Now, let me just say that again, BCU family, because that spoke to me. Pulpit commentary says that the dull, stupid man, the fool, the kiso, may be instructed and guided and made to listen to reason. But the hasty and ill-advised speaker consults no one, takes no thought before he speaks, reflects on the effect of his or her words. Such a person, it is almost impossible to reform. So uh, Proverbs 29 and 20 says, when you're hasty, you know, even a foolish person has more of a chance than you do. And that is saying something serious, BCU family. So, um, (laughs) Solomon put the fool above the person who actually is hasty in speech. All right, let's go to the New Testament because some of you all are saying, oh, I don't know. This is Old Testament. Doesn't matter. The word of God is the word of God. Let's see what the book of James says. Uh, James chapter one, verses 19 through 20. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. And this scripture has been speaking to me for a number of years, BCU family. And I really have to hide this one in my heart uh, so that I may not sin against the Lord. Uh, Not only should we be swift to hear what the other person is saying, we should also be swift to hear what God is saying to us before we get angry, before we speak. Otherwise, we can end up sinning because uh, we hadn't heard the whole thing. So as you're thinking about the scriptures from Proverbs and lining this up with the book of James, um, we really have a charge laid to us to make sure that we are speaking uh, with some forethought and with prayer. Now, um, some final scriptures on this BCU family. Uh, We're going to go to back to the Old Testament. Ecclesiastes, and I'm going to read this all the way through Ecclesiastes chapter number five, verses two through six. And this speaks about 
hasty speech before the Lord. And uh, with that, making vows to the Lord. And this actually ties in with Jephthah and some of the things that we do as well. Uh, let's, let's take a look at what this says or take a listen. Be not rash with thy mouth and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven and thou art upon the earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. For a dream comes through a multitude of business and a fool's voice is known by the multitude of words. When thou vowest a vow before God, defer not to pay it. For he has no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. Better is it that thou should not vow than thou should vow and pay not. Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither say before the angel that it was an error. Wherefore should God be angry at thy voice and destroy the works of thine hands? And again, that's Ecclesiastes chapter five, verses two through six. So unlike the world, says BCU family, promises were not made to be broken. God takes our words so seriously and he expects us to follow through on what we say, even if it hurts us, even if we don't feel like it at the time, even if we're, if it's inconvenient, um, we say a lot of things, BCU family, that we're going to do and take care of. And at the time it sounds great. And then when it comes time to follow through with it, we often want to renege and that is not what God wants us to do. In fact, Psalms 15 and four says that um, the man that will abide in the tabernacle and in the Lord's holy hill is the one that swears to his own hurt and does not change. And again, that's Psalms 15. And that was verse number one and verse number four. You've got to swear to your own hurt and change not. And that means that you keep your word. Even if it hurts you, you got to keep your word. And that's what God expects us to do. So how can we, BCU family, we know what not to do. We know what happens um, when we speak too hastily. We know what the word says. What can we do? Is there any positivity positivity in this? Absolutely. Um, the Bible lets us to know in Proverbs chapter three, verse number five and six, verses five and six, to trust in the Lord with all of thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding and all of thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths. So if we started taking a moment to pray, God is going to supply us with the direction to go in so that he's glorified in what we think. So it's not that hastiness. Um, and what we say, and then what we do. So it's really just a matter of us using that self-control within us, BCU family, to take a moment and acknowledge God before we think the wrong thing. And those thoughts pop up sometimes, but we're able to control which direction you're going in when we acknowledge the Lord and allow him to direct us. Amen. 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 You know what, BCU family? The basis of salvation is Acts 2.38. Of course, repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and being filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and along with that, the Lord calls us to live a holy life, which includes being mindful of our thoughts, words, and actions. And we are accountable, meaning we will give an answer to God for our words and deeds according to Matthew 12, 36 and 2 Corinthians 5 and 10. 
So while we can, with the help of the Lord, we want to be intentional about applying the word of God to our thought process, which really is the basis of everything we do. So it all starts with renewing our minds and doing things differently. And as I said previously, uh, the enemy will bring all kinds of thoughts to our mind and we've got to bring those under subjection and make sure that they line up with what the word of God says. Amen. Once again, amen. Amen. So listen, BCU family, as much as it disappoints me when people jump to conclusions about me, I have been guilty about doing that very same thing if I don't allow the Lord to govern my thoughts. What about you? How do you deal with this quick thinking, quick speaking? I'll tell you what, if you're not already on the BlendCouragesYou.com site, please head on over down to the comment section and let's continue our conversation. Well, BCU family, we've got to wrap things up. Once again, this is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com here. I want to thank you all so very much for tuning in today. And I am looking forward to the next time that we are together. So until then, BCU family, may our amazing God continue to bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace as you stay on the walk.